Welcome to the St. Edward's Podcast, a church filled with the Holy Spirit. We hope that today's words will draw you closer to Christ Jesus. Well, Advent keeps plugging away, moving through the season. Here we are on the third Sunday of Advent, preparing for the arrival of Jesus. It's my favorite church season of the year, and I believe because it's the most applicable to our lives. The themes are very much parallel to what it means to be a Christian, waiting for the return of Jesus, and also focused on what our posture is to look like in the meantime. And every year of Advent, we have two people that show up big time in our readings in Advent. John the Baptist and Mary, the mother of Jesus. Both are towering figures of the Advent season and the Advent message. And so over the next two weeks, Advent 3 and Advent 4, we will focus on them and more specifically, their message. What do they have to say? We not only have their stories in Holy Scripture, but we have their message too in their own words. So next week, we're going to focus on Mary, the mother of Jesus. And today, we have the man John the Baptist. Now, we are all probably familiar with who John the Baptist was and what he looked like. He self-declared that he was the one whom the prophet Isaiah said would come before the Messiah. In our reading, the interviewers asked him who he was, and he answered, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord. The prophecy of Isaiah. We know that John wore camel's hair and ate locusts and honey. And the reason for this is it pointed out in, is pointed out in Scripture is to make the connection between him and the prophet Elijah. It is to connect him to the Old Testament prophets. John the Baptist was the last of the Old Covenant prophets in this regard. So we know who he was and about him, but what was his message? What did he preach? Well, he preached repentance and orchestrated baptisms with water. A baptism of repentance. So what is repentance? Repentance means to turn the opposite way. It is to go in the other direction. If I'm disobeying God's command going this way or, or doing this, repentance would mean to go the other direction, to turn around 180 degrees and go toward God. Repentance is to confess that I am doing the wrong thing. Repentance is to acknowledge that I have done wrong against the command of God as found in Holy Scripture. Repentance is to change my ways and my actions and my thinking. We acknowledged this. We acknowledged this weakness this morning in our collect when we prayed, we are sorely hindered by our sins. And it is only by the bountiful grace and mercy of God that we can be delivered. And this message of repentance was accompanied by a call for water baptism. So it wasn't just words. John called for action. Be renewed in the waters of baptism, which this same rite, this sacramental act, has been passed on into the church, the people of God, as one of the most sacred acts that we have. It is the action of new birth. 
baptism. It is the action of walking in repentance before God. So just listen once again to the questions that are found in the Book of Common Prayer concerning someone who is about to be baptized. So whenever, whether it's an infant and, and, the, and the child's parents or godparents are answering these questions, or whether it's a, in a, um, an adult or a teenager who's being baptized and they answer for themselves, these questions are asked of the candidate of baptism each time. They're found in the Book of Common Prayer in 302. It says, do you renounce Satan and all the spiritual forces of wickedness that rebel against God? I renounce them. Do you renounce the evil powers of this world which corrupt and destroy the creatures of God? I renounce them. Do you renounce all sinful desires that draw you from the love of God? I renounce them. Most certainly this last one is a form of repentance. To renounce our desires that are contrary to God is to repent and to change, to go the direction of God and not our own will, not our, not our own desires that are contrary to Scripture. And then our examination before our baptism points us to the one that forgives us, points us to the one that makes this all possible, who is the person, Jesus Christ. When we are asked, do you turn, there's that word turn, you could easily replace that with repent. Do you turn to Jesus Christ and accept him as your savior? I do. Do you put your whole trust in his grace and love? I do. Do you promise to follow and obey him as your Lord? I do. Even in our baptismal covenant, which is two pages later, it says, will you persevere in resisting evil and whenever you fall into sin, repent and return to the Lord. And the reply, I will with God's help. You know, I, I would implore, and maybe I'll start doing this um, since I'm preaching it, <laughs> is we should probably all read the examination and the baptismal covenant on a weekly basis to remind us of the commitments that we've made in baptism. The covenant it would probably change our lives to be all the more like Christ. John's message was repentance. And we would be wise to follow that message, to heed that call, to repent when we break the laws of God. And if we have not been baptized, we need to be baptized in the waters of new life. If that's you, talk to me. Give me a phone call or, or talk to me after service. I'd love to talk to you about baptism. This is a major theme of Advent. And this is why John the Baptist is a towering figure for this season. Repentance is how we prepare for the coming of Jesus, both liturgically for Christmas season and in preparation for the second coming of Jesus. To repent of our of our ways that are contrary to scripture because Jesus is coming both liturgically at Christmas and in the second coming. But that's not all of John's message. He had more to say than, than just repentance. He is always found in scripture talking about someone else, saying that there is someone else coming. And this next person 
This Messiah is someone who John says that he is not even worthy to untie the sandals of the one coming. He says, I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit, pointing toward Jesus. And once again, John the Baptist is talking about baptism. Imagine that. (laughs) But this time, not with water, but with the Spirit. Jesus' mission was to die on the cross for our sins, to make a way for us to receive forgiveness. And he rose again from the dead and ascended to the Father. And the Holy Spirit was sent by the Father and the Son to give us life, to baptize us, to transform us, to guide us, to comfort us. And the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives, the indwelling of the Spirit of God in our being, is the confirmation, it is the proof of our eternal life with Jesus Christ. As St. Paul wrote in Ephesians, when you believed, you were marked in him with a seal and the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession. Guaranteeing our inheritance. There's some strong words. So what John the Baptist said about Jesus coming to baptize us in the Holy Spirit is of the utmost importance. It was a foretelling of perhaps the most important aspect of being a Christian, to have the Spirit of God dwell within us. One of the titles of, of Jesus that we use most frequently around this time is Emmanuel, which means God with us. So come, O come, Emmanuel. And Jesus came, the incarnation at Christmas. And the Holy Spirit, when we are believers in Jesus Christ, indwells us. The Spirit of God is with us. One of the most towering figures of Advent, John the Baptist had a message for us. That message was about baptism, a baptism of repentance and a foretelling of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And our lesson today is this, preparing for the arrival, the advent of our Lord Jesus Christ involves repentance, and the filling of the Holy Spirit. And I pray that we all make time this season, in our week, in our our daily prayer times, and morning prayer and so forth, to repent of our sins. Not just confess, but to turn from them. And to pray, come Holy Spirit, fill us with your presence power of God's grace, he hears your prayers. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this conversation today. We will continue to pray that our teachings are impacting you for the kingdom of God. If you'd like to learn more about our community, you can find us on stedwardsepiscopal.com or on Facebook. And of course, we'd love for you to visit us in beautiful Mount Dora. May God's grace fill you as you go in peace.